my friends. I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 14 years, 13 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was four, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and corporate training team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hello, friends. I uh, said that last week, and he made fun of me. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> we are excited to be here. Spring is in the air, and we are excited to just uh, get on this podcast with you um, the community, uh, we have continued to get encouragement, uh, for the, the work we're done doing with love the process. Also our family is there growing. And some of you are receiving the newsletter that comes out every week. If you're not, how do they get the newsletter? You can subscribe at lovetheprocess.com. Our goal is to continue this journey of loving the process to becoming great. And we're, probably two and a half years into this podcast now mm. almost with give few, or take with a few long breaks in the middle we take between se- seasons seasonal breaks we're working on being more consistent uh yet we also believe and really enjoy doing life as life comes to us and and i think that's part of why we we lack a little consistency from time to time not making an excuse um but our kids our life is important to us and uh as much as we love you and love our audience uh sometimes that takes a getting this done takes a backseat to um living life you know (laughs) so we took 10 weeks and we couldn't podcast while we were on the road. Uh, we put our kids in homeschool. We could have. We chose not to. <laughs> That's true. See, Adrian is right. We did, we chose not to. And so, you know, our kids were in homeschool. We pulled them back, uh, put them in school just recently. So they're in school today. So we're able to, to do some podcasting. And we've heard that they will go back to school full time in the fall. Yeah. Which is... They will be very excited about that. Which is great news. You know, I I don't want to make this podcast political in any way, shape, or form, if I can help it. Um, But a stat I did hear, uh, two stats that I did hear that were disturbing uh, to me, is that uh, the rise in depression and anxiety of adolescents is up 700%. Mm. It's up 700%. And overdoses drug overdoses is pushing a hundred thousand in the last year oh that's so sad and and there's also a rise in suicide rates Mm -hmm. and so you know spring is in the air was kind of our topic we spring is in the air we we hope that regardless of the past the future is spotless and that um you know, at any moment, we can see all those data points move in 180 degrees a different direction. And uh, we're certainly hopeful for that for our community, uh, certainly hopeful for that for our kids' schools, and hopeful for that for anybody who's listening to this podcast. So I do not mention those stats to um, 
for fear or purposes of, of, of um, getting anybody down. But in the love the process paradigm, we are big on telling it like it is the best we can and, and attacking the things that are actual and true, uh, both within ourselves authentically and without, you know, the things that are happening in our environments that we can adequately assess the situation and then try to make the best choices forward. Mm. And spring is such a beautiful example of, regardless of the past, the future is spotless. The dead is gone. The new is blooming. Green is arising around us. And I think that brings a lot of hope to people. And my golf game has been <laughs> off. Brings a lot of hope to John's golf the game. charts. My golf game has been <laughs> dialed in. But my handicap, for those of you who are avid golfers, you keep a handicap. And so you post your scores and, you know, that's how you're kind of, you compete against other golfers and it's fair. And uh, so my handicap's never been lower than it is at this moment. Wow. Congratulations. So I think golf is... I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that because he is spending more time on the golf course to get that done. Yeah, and in, <laughs> and, in, and in fun places, and and you know, golf is we an interesting. Good encur- we're good at encouraging. We like to go outside when he's coming by. Golf the fam comes out, cheers him on. True story. We're a little louder than the golf clap. Golf is an interesting game, though, when it comes to love the process. Right, you can easily measure golf through your score. You know what you shot. And you just shot what you shot. There's no room on a scorecard for stories. <laughs> There's no room on the scorecard for how close it was to going in the hole. It just comes down to how many times did you hit that ball before it went in the hole. I mean, unless you don't write down how many times. Unless you don't keep score. <laughs> you can keep score by the number of balls you lose. Some people keep score. Yeah, Adrian's last round of golf, <laughs> uh, she didn't lose a ball. And she was, that was a while ago, but she was very excited with that was herself. two kids ago. And she was very excited with herself that she didn't lose a ball. So some people might keep score by how many balls they lose. No question. Uh, that's a that's a good way to keep score. Uh, you know, I started keeping a handicap probably 12 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And for almost eight years in a row, I went down one stroke a year. So think about that. On average, if you're if you shoot eighty, you'd be an eight handicap. If you shoot ninety, you're like an eighteen or you know sixteen handicap or whatever. And uh, on average, one stroke per round, I got better every year for eight years. Hmm. And so that's cool. Why do you think that is? I love the process of learning one weakness in my game in a given season and working on it. And I think that's a good way to improve our lives. You know, we are going to be as strong as our weakest link in our teams. And I think the same thing is true for us individually. We're going to be as strong as our, as our, as our weakest thing is. And so, uh, it's amazing when, you know, there's a movie Slady Slickers and he's like that one thing, you know, it's that one thing. Everybody's got the one thing. I think most people who are listening to this have something that if you were to get through and you were to take that weakness and turn it into a strength, everything in your life would be exponentially 
greater. Uh, it often is the thing that, you know, is going to take the most courage too. It might be uh, a relationship that's really, really bringing you down. It might be a way of thinking uh, about yourself negatively that's really, really bringing you down. It might be uh, an addiction, a habit uh, that you continually find yourself doing again and again. Um, and if you can, you can stop doing those things, that thing, uh, and start doing something, and, and you're gonna have to you have to replace it and not resist it. Mm-hmm. So, replace, don't resist, is what I teach. Resist resistance often gives you more of the same. Uh, there's a saying, an uh, old saying, "What you resist persists. What you resist persists." And so, instead of resisting, replace. And so, think about that. If you've got something uh, that's like that, and in my golf game, you know, initially. It was the driver. I was losing too many balls off the tee. So I'm like, I'm just going to hit like a four iron or a three wood instead of a driver. <laughs> and, and that helped me get one stroke because I'd, on average, I'd hit one ball out of bounds or two off the tee. And that's, you're going to have to take a penalty for that. And it's, it's not awesome. And then it became, you know, kind of wedge play, you know, close around the green. And so, you, you know, I'd spend time just chipping and chipping. And then about four or five years ago, I could, I missed a bunch of five, six, seven foot putts that would have made uh, a difference in, in matches and tournaments that we were playing. And so I spent like every day going out and, and making 36 foot putts, you know, before dinner or whatever. And so finding something to work on. Um, that is your biggest weakness and turn it into strength. We do the same thing when we're coaching kids in sports. Um, figure out what their, their biggest weakness and their position is and turn it into a strength. Mm, and what an exciting opportunity to be able to replace it. Instead of resist it, replace it with something better. Yeah, replace it. Exactly. Replace it with the right answer. Mm-hmm. And so, so often when we're coaching, we're teaching the process, we talk about the process one of the main things, um, in order to love the process, you got to show up. So love means show up. Um, <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, your kids or your parents or your loved ones, your best friend, you know, and they need something, you show up. You show up. So you got to love the process, show up for it. And it doesn't mean you always like it all the time either, right? Uh, you've got things you show up for that you don't necessarily like all the time um but you love them so you show up and loves action so you you know you love the process but then the process should have some clarity to what it needs to look like and today's day and age i'm going to catch a little flack for this maybe from some of the more um (laughs) professionally thinking people on here but (laughs) i heard a guy tell me that if you want to go learn something go to the library or go on the internet. If you want to get laid, go to college. And so like <laughs> you can learn anything that you want to learn how to do on the internet and in the library. And then you've got to know, then now you know what the process is. So now once you know what the process is, you look and you match to what am I doing versus what, should I be doing? And how can I get better results? And sometimes it's two, two main hangups. I was just having a meeting right before here, 
right before right now and 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 the thing I was sharing is that two things I see so often in people that block them from being the being greater from being greater and number one is the lack of awareness that there is a different way mm. so you can't repl- you can't replace if you don't know there's another way so sometimes it's just simply the lack of awareness that there could be another way and so how do you get awareness there can be another way you investigate you ask questions. You, for me, stay my, curious. Stay curious. For me, my first like seven, eight years was so kind of tumultuous uh, as a kid. Out of necessity, I was inquisitive and I noticed things and I watched and I was really curious as to why this person has a life in this particular way and why this particular person who's not happy and doesn't have a lot of options. What is it to cause that result? And so when I was sixteen, we're going to bring it back to golf here. I would pay five bucks to go play Jackson Park Golf Course in Seattle, Washington area. And it's five bucks between 10 and 2 during the week if you were under 18, kind of a promotion to get kids playing golf. I would drive out there by myself on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, and I would get like an 11 o'clock tea time by myself, and they would pair me with somebody or a couple people, and I'd be playing golf. And they would be older often and smarter and wiser but my biggest thing was like how is this guy playing golf on a tuesday at 11 o'clock because everybody i know is working (laughs) like what did he do to be able to play golf on a tuesday at 11 o'clock and i'd ask those questions so become aware become inquisitive notice be curious like adrian said the second thing that people often, once they become aware of possibilities, is they lack the courage to do something different than what they're familiar with. They lack the courage to go out on a limb, right? They lack, you know, to get outside of their comfort zone, right? Because it's comfortable, you know, in the world that you're in because that's what you know. And if you stay in it long enough, it becomes really comfortable. And so a friend of mine likes to say, if you get in a rut, don't furnish it, you know? Find a way out. Find a way out <laughs> of the rut. But so often, you know, uh, people will find themselves in a rut of mediocrity and, and realizing like, man, I'm not getting the best and the most out of this life and my life and in my, in my, you know, deep down inside, do I feel like I'm using the potential that, you know, that I was given when I was born and, you know, that I might have right now. And, and at some point, mentally, they decide this is going to be good enough and they lower the bar. And so the other thing I would say with love (laughs) is love does not lower the bar. Love has a standard and it, and it, it, the standard is the standard. And so often, um, we will insidiously lower the bar for what we, what we expect out of ourselves. And as it pertains to, the process and the possibilities that are before us today and into the future. Mm. So that's how I got down to be a 6.6 handicap (laughs) from a 16 when I started this journey 11 years ago. Yeah, I think for me, I'll like notice, I'll become aware of something that I want to do differently. But if I don't like right away change something to do something different, then I for, I forget. Or like, I just right away go back into a bad habit. So like if I'm, 
am noticing that I'm not working out, even though I want to be an active person, if I just continue to wake up and have the exact same routine as I always have, then all of a sudden it's the end of the day again and I haven't worked out again. But I have to like actually become aware and then do something different afterwards. And I think that's, I think that happens to a lot of people that we just get into a habit. And so even if we do become aware of something we want to change, we have to do something different in order to actually change. Right. And this is going to sounds really simple. No, no, no. But, but, but this, and this podcast is going to be fairly simple. We didn't know it when we started, but I'm, I can sense it's going to be a simple podcast because there's such a simple and tangible thing that you can do on the back of listening to this podcast. Move into the direction of the possible. Move into the direction. Take some action. Take some action. If it means I need to go for a walk, find your tennis shoes. Go find them. Figure out where they're at. Find the socks. Find the shorts. Find the jogging the jogging shorts that you're going to wear when you go for a jog. If it's I need to go to the gym, go find your gym bag. Load it up. Right. Get it ready for tomorrow morning. Put it next to your bed. If it's I need to charge my phone in a different place than next to my bed because I'm just sitting there on my phone too late at night and I need to have a break from technology and a break from my phone, which the studies are clearly showing us. Uh, it is necessary for the brain to rejuvenate, especially at time of sleep. And right an hour before we go to sleep, take your phone and put it somewhere that's outside of your bedroom. Take the charger and move it. Whatever it might be, right? If there's stuff that's in your house that you're eating, and you're like, man, I, I, I shouldn't be eating that. I don't need to be eating ice cream. Turn this podcast off. Go get the ice cream. Throw it away. Throw it away. Get it out of the house. Make a direction to make a change. Then... Then go find some idea or something that you can replace it with that's more healthy. Um, the, they show, this is a, an interesting stat, cigarette smoking. If you're addicted to smoking, on average, it takes 72 hours for the physical to subside. So the physical addiction to subside, 72 hours. So if you can make it three days physically... It's out of your system, the physical addiction, but the mental addiction mm-hmm. is the is the thing that is so difficult to work through, and so it's so interesting. When, Which is habits. I mean, that's what yeah. habits are: is the is a mental addiction in a good way or a bad way. It's either adding value to your life or right. detracting from your life. So, and and we all have it. You know, a friend of mine. Uh, I haven't read the book, so I'm not gonna talk about the book but i i'm self-diagnosed you've heard me say with addddd and 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 i'm self-diagnosed uh i'm sure somebody i could go see and they'd be like yeah you're definitely you've you've got this this addd thing and so and 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 i use it to my advantage because it gives me a lot of energy and i can stay fairly present i need good people around me so my uncle used to say with friends like yours you don't need any enemies you know (laughs) so i'm grateful that the people in my world have uh, gotten uh, more conducive to pointing me in a successful direction and helping me to stay accountable to things that matter mo- most over the course of my life. But that being said, like this idea of staying in the moment and ability to to take a different choice right now is a powerful, powerful asset if you leverage it. If you leverage it. So try to build the muscle, the do different muscle, okay? Mm. Call it the do different muscle. Spring is in the air, so it's a different season. 
That's why we how we started this podcast. So do different muscle would suggest that if you want something different, you do something different. But not very many people exercise the do different muscle enough and not enough people exercise the visualization muscle enough. So visualize where you want to be, what you want it to look like, what that future state is like. And so if, you, if it is cigarettes, nicotine, whatever, picture yourself fresh air, picture yourself with clean lungs, picture yourself and visualize yourself breathing easier and having a more happy, healthy, and fulfilled life. So visualize and then do different. Find something to replace that habit. Find something that is exciting to you that can be the same as taking that cigarette and, and, and engaging in that activity. We, you know, Malibu has, has gone through, our daughter's gone through some work on some habits that she's had mm-hmm. and she's made progress. Yeah. But she's had to find a way to do something different. She has. And then she acknowledges when she's thinking. Yeah, she like goes through the ha- like the thought process in her head out loud with us, which is fun because I think she's still a kid, and so she, you know, speaks it out loud. Which I think a lot of times the things that are happening in our heads as we grow up, we keep them. Hey, but heads. but do we have to? No, we don't. That's funny though, right? <laughs> but, but that's that what distinction I'm is, is so that, good. That part's that cool. childlike yeah. that childlike faith or belief, and just you know saying what you're thinking and. Mm-hmm verbalizing it to to an environment that is safe and that is encouraging how do we get those spaces and places and keep them as we grow older for sure so that we can have those same conversations um we are in the process i am in the process of creating a venue 1440 mindset that's right 1440 mindset live uh where we will on a weekly basis um be together and work to have an environment that's conducive to being authentic and to being open mm-hmm. and to being true to ourselves and to celebrate wins and lessons. So in a where in an area that lacks judgment and it is yeah, loving just- and, and, and disinterested love, right? Just, just in a loving space that you can feel comfortable throwing it all out there like Malibu does being with honest. us. Yeah, being honest, being forthcoming. Okay, the other fun thing I think that the, your golf game is as relates to love the process is that you didn't you were going down one stroke right per year. You weren't trying to like take off five strokes from your handicap in one shot. Right. Well, and it didn't like and it slow, didn't and it didn't work that way. That's for yeah. sure. The goal was consistent improvement. The goal was to consistently get better each year. And, and I think so often, I think that's a great analogy for love the process as well. So often we want it yesterday, right? You know, remember that time takes time. Time takes time. Nobody wants to hear that time takes time, but it's the way it works, right? Most of us, most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, if I'm honest with myself, I would like, I would like to have it yesterday. Whatever it is, whatever the thing is, it'd be great if I could have it yesterday. Adrian blames the microwave for that mentality. <laughs> Who knows where it all originated? We used to, you know, have to plant water. I was, you were just out in the garden, and uh, Nona and Olive and Tiger were planting tomatoes and peppers. And, and peppers mm-hmm. and learning how 
how to to dig the hole and then put the stuff underneath and then put it in there and pack it in and water it and watch this grow. I'm so excited they get that opportunity because that's how Love the Process operates. Process over product. Mm -hmm. Process over outcome. The process is where it happens. Mm -hmm. Execute now. Move in the direction. Do different. Take heart. Find whatever it is for you. Reach out to us. We are accessible and available to encourage you in the process that you're in. That's why we do this. I mean, we the do. product comes and goes so quickly. <coughs> Bless you. The product comes and goes so quickly that if we put our stock in the product, then we're, I mean, we're left wondering what's next right away. And, and not in a good way, not in a, hey, what can I do next? But just in a, oh, it came and went, and now maybe there's a letdown. I'm going to make a shirt. It's going to say, process is greater than product. <laughs> if anybody wants one, first person to let me know <laughs> is going to get to don the shirt with me. I just need your size. I need to know if you're a boy or a girl, male, male or female. I'll get you the ladies version if it's a lady. Process is greater than product. Okay? Let's go. Let's go. Any final thoughts, Adrian, on spring is in the air? Spring is in the air. Hope you guys have a great day, a great Hope. week. That's the word. Hope is powerful. Hope now. Hope and then go. Hope it's not the strategy. And then go. <laughs> Hope and <laughs> then an go. You element. need hope. You need hope. I'm here to give you hope. It doesn't have to always be that way if you think it's crap. It doesn't have to, it's not always going to be this way. It might last for a while. You might bear pain. You might bear a lot of pain. But at some point, if you continue to bear the pain, it will turn into victory as long as you persist. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep moving forward. It will, might last a day, might last a month, might last a year. But eventually, awesome will replace the pain. That is hope. Mm. But moving forward and not giving up, that is faith. That is a belief that you can have to choose to have or you can choose to not have. But if you choose to have it, the results and the fruit, the outcomes will be much much, much more fruitful and better and awesome and all those things that you could probably think of if you just persist. If I just persist, we just <laughs> persist. We're persisting. We're back. We're back <laughs> with the podcast. Love the process. Process For is greater than product. Process is greater than product. Have a great week. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Thanks. Bye.